We know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale, so mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm your host, Golda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring a perspective away. Lately, there's much mention that we are co-creators of reality. If this is true, why are so many of us dissatisfied with our reality and our personal circumstance? The reality we live in is one we've been conditioned for generations to create. It's written in our very DNA, where the coding of all our ancestral data and trauma resides. As we enter into an age supporting expansion and unity, the very restrictions in our DNA, as well as those in our belief systems, are under great pressure and, as a result, becoming visible. These restrictions run against the tide of forward momentum and evolution, increasingly being supported at this time. So what's the holdup? Perspective and belief. If we don't change our perspective from that of the common denominator reality, if we don't believe it can ever be a different way, we will continue to create the same old, same old. How do we turn the tide from the mass reality? How do we envision a different way? How can we become empowered as individuals? How do we believe in something we've never seen before? Our guest this hour may have some surprising answers to these very questions. Jean Adrien is the creator of Inner Speak, a method for clearing ancestral and past life blocks. She's the author of four books, Realities of Creation, Power Tools, Reframe Your World, Conscious Living in the New Reality, and Soul Adventures. Jean has also created two decks of clearing and activation cards. She has a B.A. in psychology from Florida State University and completed the University of South's four-year education for ministry program. 
Jean teaches and speaks internationally. Her website, jeanadreen.com. Jean, thank you so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. I'm very excited to be here today, Gwilda. Would you mind describing what you call a new reality? Wow. You know, we're, we're in the middle right now, I believe, of a huge change. I mean, we've been talking about the procession of the ages, procession of the equinoxes, all that kind of stuff. We've been talking about that for 10, 20 years, maybe. But I think we're right at the threshold of it. And this new reality is one of mm, empowerment and the ability to absolutely manifest immediately what you desire. Um, And at the same time, you know, because our thoughts are creative, if you're not careful about making sure that you're staying in a positive frame of mind, you can also create your worst nightmare uh, because it's happening that fast. I see a lot of that going on out there, the worst nightmare creating. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, I mean, we've all known, we've been told, I mean, I'm not sure that everybody's actually, you know, internalized that our thoughts create things. But every time we do create a thought, we set something happening in the ethers and it actually um, to me, it looks like a shape, mostly geometric shapes. I, cause I, I could wander down the road and look at people's thoughts in their fields if I chose to do so. And then I'd never get anything done. <laughs> but, um, but that, that is how our thoughts look to people who are, you know, that, that their gift is seeing that kind of stuff in your field. And, and the more energy you put behind it, the faster it comes into manifestation. And you know, back in- our thoughts, how many of our thoughts are conditioned, though, rather than free free thoughts? Oh, probably 99% of them, you know? <laughs> and there we have the problem, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, and I didn't, yeah, I did an exercise for myself many years ago, like maybe four or five, um, because I was really trying to figure that out. I was trying to figure out mostly who I was, um, what was my truth, because I kind of felt like I really wasn't in integrity. I wasn't always operating from my truth and my, you know, where I was supposed to be operating from. And so we're going to have to pick up on this on the other side of a break. Okay. Gene and I will return shortly. So don't go away. You're listening to the science of magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon broadcast network, xzbn.net. In service to our listeners, prior innovative episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. The Science of Magic is produced by Relma McConnell Media Company, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation, 
focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program, for the secret to everything is for you, the listener, for those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness, I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Jean Adrien. Her website, jeanadrien.com. Jean, we were talking about how we um, create our reality with our thoughts, but most of our thoughts are not our own. Would you go into that a little further? Sure. So uh, when I decided I wanted to really drill down into what did I believe and what was my truth, I grabbed one of those big yellow legal pads and I started writing down what I believe, you know, and I just, I, you know, it was just kind of like flowing stream of consciousness, this belief, that belief, another one. And before I knew it, I had actually completely filled every single page in that legal pad with beliefs. And I thought, hmm, okay. So then I went back through it and I started reading them again and I began to realize what you're talking about, that I didn't come up with a lot of those beliefs. And so in the left-hand margin of that legal pad, I started writing where I thought the belief came from. Was it, you know, my mom, Aunt Lil, a school teacher, a preacher, um, you know, somebody I heard it on the playground, you know, whatever. And I did that for everyone I could remember. A lot of them I couldn't, you know, probably they came off the media, who knows. Um, and then I went back for my third pass through the legal pad and I just X'd out everything that I really no longer resonated with or I was pretty sure that it wasn't mine. At the end of the day, I had less than a page of um, beliefs and thoughts that I could really wrap my hands around. And from that, I really sort of began to focus on, okay, this is what my truth is. And, you know, it was a good process. And I kind of highly recommend that to your listeners. Uh, if you have not done something like that, um, to figure out what exactly is going on inside your head, might be a good time to do it now. Yeah, it is a great time, particularly with the accelerated um, uh, acceleration of creation going on. So why do you think we have the opportunity to create a new reality at this particular time? What's going on? 
Well, you know, I think we've been moving towards this for probably 26,000 years. I think it's energetic, it's cosmic, um, and masters of all the ages have written about it in every dogma, every religion, every, every spiritual tradition. There's something that talks about this new reality. You know, I was raised uh, a Christian, so that's the belief that, you know, belief system that kind of underlies a lot of my stuff. And, you know, in in that in that tradition, it talks about um, the era of peace where the lion will lay with the lamb, you know, heaven on earth, that kind of thing. And I truly believe that that is where we are moving. Um, I believe that that doorway is actually open now. Um, I think all the old grids of, of creation and all the old grids of support are just rapidly crumbling away um, and disappearing. And new grids have actually come onto the planet in the last year. Um, and they're there for us to make that quantum leap if we want to. Um to grab hold of a new way of living, a new way of finding the support that we require, um, and a new way of creating. So you speak of having guides that give you information. Are you shamanically mm-hmm. trained? Um, not really, but yes, sort of. Um, you know, I've been on some, some shamanic journeys. I went down to try to get into my shamanic roots. I went and uh, spent quite a bit of time down in Peru. Um to do that. And I also spent quite a bit of time in uh, the Yucatan area um, trying to get in touch with my Toltec roots. Um, But do I practice shamanic work? Not actively. No. But you do you use uh, the checks and balances to be sure of your sources? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the beginning. I mean, when I opened a channel and began to, you know, hear it started off, I, w- I heard a voice in my car, it scared the bejeebers out of me. I almost wrecked my car because uh, I'd never heard voices before. Um, and uh, the voice told me that I was done with all the work that I'd been doing up to that point in my life. And of course, immediately I started arguing with that voice. And I said, whoa, wait a minute, don't be taking my job away from me unless you've got something else, you know, that's going to help me pay my bills, you know, in total silence <laughs> after that. And then he, this man's voice repeated itself and said, you know, you're done with the work you've been doing. It's time for you to bring in your own work. And, uh, it, it took a while. Uh, but I did not know anything about channeling at that point. I mean, I'd been, uh, in high tech sales in the corporate world for about 20 years at that point, very successful, you know, six figure income, top sales rep in every company I worked for. And that's what I thought was my lot in life was to sell, computers and software to people, to companies to help them become better. Um, and so when this new stuff started happening, I got to tell you, it caused me to pause. Um, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you see us being able to create our own reality at this time? You just do it by your thought. You know, you, you, if you think about what it is you desire to have in your life, and um, I guess what I find to be most successful in that is if I think about how I want to feel and the emotions and the feelings, um, because to me, emotions and feelings are like the gasoline to the fire, you know, and they really pop up what it is that you're trying to manifest. If you get really specific, like I want a new red sports car, then, um, it takes longer for you to pull it in. However, if you, you have a thought like, I love the freedom of driving on an open road. I love how that makes me feel. Do you see the difference in that? Um, mm-hmm, I do. And, what about what about feelings that are triggers from past damage versus promptings? Exactly. That's why we have to be so conscious of what we're thinking because, you know, again, it's just like 95% of our thoughts are things that came from other people, other realities. Well, we project out into our reality, the feelings and the thoughts that had happened to us in the past that had created a wound, you know, and so we'll, we'll put that projection out on someone or something and see it from the lens of that old viewpoint and not necessarily how that really is. Yeah, you know, yeah, I call that taking the events of the past, projecting them on the present and making a rerun out of the future. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 So if, if we're all creating our own reality, how does that look to the common denominator reality? Mm. Well, 
the common denominator, the you know the lowest common denominator is is one of struggle, because that is a limiting belief that we've lived with for probably a couple of thousand years. You know, I've got to struggle. I've got to work hard. I've got to, you know, you name it, fill in the blank. Um, and struggle is one of those uh, adjectives that are in verbs that is going away uh, with this new reality, in my opinion. So we've got to let go of these old wounds. And, and these, you know, these things run deep. Every time we think a thought that has an emotion or a feeling behind it, especially if it relates to something outside yourself that you didn't accept, like if you said something nasty to me, and you know, and I, uh, I have a choice. You know, when you say something, I have a choice. And one of those choices would be to kind of like raise my eyebrow and go, gee, wonder why she's saying that to me. I hardly know her. Um, okay, that's her thought, not mine, and we'll just let it go. Or I could let my feelings get hurt, and I could take it personally and, and let, it, let it inside my heart center and fester on it and think about it for a while. And when that happens, what we're doing is we're passing over to our body um, an emotion or a feeling to process, and that's really not the job of our body. Our body's a computer-like thing, very organized, and it's a manifesting miracle, the body is, and it's not designed to process our emotions and our feelings. Your body's designed to process food and reproduce your species. You know, so and, what's, what's the mechanism uh, behind the body being able to manifest? How does the, what, what's the mechanism there? Okay, so, you know, I think most of us would agree that we're a soul, and that's really what we are, that we're, we're light, we're, um, we're not a body. But what, every time we choose to incarnate, wherever we choose to incarnate, we have to have a body. We have to have some sort of a vehicle. Uh, certainly on the earth plane, you have to have a physical body. And so you team up with a body to be your vehicle, like, like you're the driver and the body's the car. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And... Because the body is of Earth, if we're incarnating here, we'll just talk about it that way. Because the body is of Earth, then it's right here on the physical plane. It's made up of the physical plane, whereas you are, you have no density. As a soul, you've got no density. You're just light. The body has the density. The body is part of the physical plane. So the body is actually what really brings stuff onto the physical plane. It it magnetizes, it attracts for you what you desire on the physical plane. Does, so if that's, if that's the case, does, how does it do it? Does it do it through the chakra system? Um, how does it do it? Um, God, I wish I knew that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that one. But I, do, I can tell you that back to the projection that we were talking about, you know, when your body internalizes something that I, I, I like to call them wounds, um, it's really organized about where it stores them. And it will store wounds in your chakra system, like just like it was a four-drawer file cabinet, or, you know, in most common terms with chakras, there's seven in the body, so a seven-drawer file cabinet. And, um, and each of those drawers relates to a specific type of wound, um, and, and the body's very organized about where it puts them. And it starts with them out in your field, in your spiritual body. And then, you know, the more energy that goes behind that wound, it moves it into the mental body. And then it moves it into the emotional body. And then pretty soon it's in your physical body. And because each of your chakras relates to an organ or a gland, then you end up, you know, manifesting wounding in the organ and in gland. And you can manifest disease if you don't deal with that. And the same thing for the acupuncture meridians. The body also stores wounds in specific acupuncture meridians. I believe that each acupuncture point in the body has a, a specific vibration, you know, and, and it's all done by vibration. So maybe in, in answer to your question, how does the body do it? It does it by vibration. Through frequency. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, you know, in, in the interest of free will, and we have just a, a minute or so about this, how do we avoid imposing our reality on other people? Again, you know, that's got to be a choice. Um, in times past and in the old reality, let's just say in 3D, 
we were able to kind of do that and get away with it, it was always against the rules, but, um, but it wasn't actually so defined. Now, this new reality that we're moving into is about personal responsibility. And so it's up to each and every individual to take responsibility for what they believe, for their own boundaries, what they're going to allow other people to impose on them. And, you know, we have to be very cognizant of that. You know, we can't help anybody else. We can't fix anybody else. And I don't know about you, but that's been one of those temptations, certainly as an energetic healer that I've had over the years, was be to, to push my, my energetic healing gifts onto people because I could see that they needed them, you know, and that just doesn't work. It, it never did really, but, um, it may have looked like it worked in the past, but boy, now when you try to impose your stuff on somebody else, you get an energetic pushback. Uh, Makes sense. Yes. And that is difficult to be able mm. to trust a person's path, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's time for another another little short break. Jean and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So don't you go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. You don't want to miss the other fine shows and hosts on XZBN.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. 
Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a Southern Flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is creator of Inner Speak, Jean Adrien. Her website, jeanadrien.com. Jean, why do you suppose that we continue to keep our head in the sand and create the same old, same old when we have the opportunity to make a new reality? Because it's familiar. You know, uh, it's the devil that we know versus the devil we don't. And uh, I think that especially in times of stress, we tend to move back into what's familiar because it's comfortable. And, you know, we've been conditioned, I think, over lifetimes to think that change is going to mean loss up to and including death. And, um, you know, and we don't want to die. You know, we don't want to lose. So therefore, we'll stick with something, um, even when it's not in our best interest. I mean, I don't know if you've followed uh, what happens uh, in cases of abused people in marriages. Um, They'll stay in the marriage, um, even defend the abuser many times, um, rather than walk away and leave. Rather than change things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you speak of our ability to create many different realities. Would you speak to that one? Yeah, absolutely. You know, each of us has our own way of doing it. And that's really kind of where my last book, The Realities of Creation, came from. I realized that, you know, I I had a way of doing it, but it wasn't always working 100% of the time every time and certainly not as fast as I wanted it. So I went out and rec- I recruited a bunch of people that were... I thought I called them subject matter experts in the field of conscious creation. And I pulled them together for a summit. And I just said, let's all talk about, you know, how do you do this? And, and, um, and maybe from this, we can give people who listen to our summit uh, ways where they can actually become better at creating what they want versus what they don't want. And the summit was a hit. And, the material was so good. I asked them all to write me a chapter and that's how that book realities of creation came from, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I create, you know, like with my thoughts, but I also enlist my DNA to assist me because I believe that because we live in a holographic universe, that means if I've got a soul, then every cell of my body must have a soul, even down to the DNA is sentient. So, um, why not enlist my cells and my DNA to support me in manifesting, uh, again, I'm, I'm using the body as the manifester, um, in manifesting the reality that I want. And, um, I found that that for me is extremely successful, but you know, Another way that people manifest is through the dream state. You know, you it, many times it's easier to get into that higher vibrational reality when you are totally in connection with your subconscious in your dream state. And um, have you ever had a dream that, you know, you, you saw it, it was so clear, and then within a day or two it actually manifested in your lifetime? It's always hard to say if that's precognizant or if it's co-creating, isn't it? Uh, It is. It is, you know, but whatever, you know, if it's working to assist you in um, in finding what you want, then I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, sometimes um, it'll show you what you don't want, but don't you think mm-hmm. that we it, it gives us a heads up and we can it, it's like if you don't change direction, you're going to get where you're going kind of stuff. Absolutely. And sometimes it's a releasing. I had I had a series last night of three dreams and they were um, they were 
unsettling they had to do with um, uh, you know people uh, emotionally abusing other people not me you know it was three different scenarios um, and I was like the observer and I was watching that and so when I woke up this morning first thing I do every morning is journal um, so I started journaling about that and I just sort of like let my thoughts flow into the paper and what I realized was that I was in the process of releasing old wounds about being emotionally abused or tormented. Um, and maybe some from this lifetime, some from childhood, but maybe some from other lifetimes or even things that happened to my ancestors. Right. Um, yeah. I call, I call those con- um, processing dreams. Mm-hmm. So what are the first steps that you can recommend for people to consciously living in this new reality? Well, you know, I think going back to that legal pad exercise, you know, the first thing that, that we each need to do is to really get clear on what's true for us. And, you know, and then it, it's very important to stay in integrity with your truth and, you know, be very conscious of that so that everything you do um, comes up before you as a choice and you can weigh, is this really in alignment with who I am or maybe do I need to make a pass on that one? Um, so, Getting in touch with your truth is very important. Secondarily is um, really being focused on the things that you want to create versus the things that you don't. Um, and, And just not even thinking about the what I don't want in my life because because your thoughts are creative. Whichever thing you think about is going to actually come to you. So why would you want to spend any energy thinking about what you don't want rather than what you do want? Um, it's about cleaning out the old, um, old limiting beliefs and, you know, letting go of the wounds, the lack of, lack of forgiveness stuff. You know, Ho'oponopono is, is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recommend that to people because it's easy. You don't really even have to think about how does this process work, but it leads you into a forgiveness piece of, of a letting go place. Don't you think that forgiveness of self is the the toughest one of Ho'oponopono? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, because of what we talked about earlier on, we tend to project stuff, you know, so we tend to project our own wounds out onto someone else. You know, somebody said, I I had never heard this before, but I think a lot of people have heard it, you know, know, that when when the finger's pointing outwards, there are always three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah, or all of your powers. uh, leaking out of the one that's pointing right uh-huh exactly yeah yeah you know so what exactly are the realities of creation that you talk about well we we talked about a couple of them you know one of the realities is using your body your dna another one is the dream state another one is um working with your heart uh is is putting what you desire into your heart and quite frankly i believe that this new reality that we're moving into is absolutely heart-centered and, you know, the, the old ways of trying to do it with our mind don't work in the new reality. They, they worked in the past because it was the best we had. But um, if, you're, if you're coming from your heart center, you will find that you create much quicker. Um, another reality has to do with operating from your true self, your integrity, um, the sum total of who you are. Um, let's see. Mm. You know, I've, I've uh, recently done some interviews with some leading edge physicians that have been studying the heart and discovered that it is not ex- a pump. It's not what we believe it to be. Right. That rather it creates the toroidal field or the, the well, the toroidal field that surrounds the body. Mm-hmm. And if we are living from the heart, then the energy or the frequency that we put into the heart is then projected into our auric field and interacts with our, in- our environment. Have you uh, looked into that at all? I haven't, but that, you know, that makes sense. And, and those are just, I guess, different words for what I believe. And so God bless the physicians for actually coming to this. Yeah, you know? it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It really is because it's it's like your show, um, when the science can actually come in contact with the, the miraculous or the magic, then we really, are, we're going to have something going on here. Yes, and, it's going to be magical and real at the same time. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. ma'am. So would you mind telling, telling us about ancestral and past life blocks? Yeah. So really, 
we're all there is, you know, I mean, so all of my ancestors are really me and mm-hmm. all of my lifetimes are happening right now because there is no such thing as time. It's just one reality with multiple dimensions. But in every incarnation and through every ancestor, every um, un uh, unprocessed wound or emotion gets passed on. You know, in, in the Bible, it speaks of the sins of the fathers are passed on to the sons up to seven generations. Well, in my reality, that there are a lot of numbers in the Bible that are magical numbers. Seven is one of them. And what that means to me is as long as it takes. So um, those ancestral things don't stop at seven. They go on until somebody's willing to step at, step up and take responsibility for that and go, whoa, the buck is stopping here and I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, that's amazing because in um, my first teacher was Lakota and in his tradition, every word that you speak uh, affects clear to the seventh generation. There's that mm-hmm. number again. Exactly. You know, and there are a lot of those mystical, magical numbers out there um, and, uh, you know, whatever whatever they mean is symbolic. It's not, it's not like the linear numerical thing. Um, It's more of like your sacred geometry or sacred numbers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How can you tell the difference between ancestral and past life blocks? Well, they're basically the same. Um, You know, it's just, it's a block. A block is a block is a block. It's, it's something that holds you back in your lifetime for getting to that reality of heaven on earth. And it may have come from another lifetime that you as a soul experienced, or it might've come from one of your ancestors, or it might've come from both. One of the things that I found out through doing inner speak work on myself was that I'm the reincarnation of my father's father. And I thought that was crazy because I had been studying Rosicrucian tradition, which said that you only reincarnate every 100 years. And my my grandfather died six years before I was born. Um, And so I didn't get that. And so I went and found in Atlanta, I found the person who was the most renowned as far as being able to do past life regressions with hypnosis. And I'd never been hypnotized before. And so I went and found this woman. I didn't tell her why. Uh, I wanted to do this, but I asked her to regress me back before my birth and let me know what I'd done in my most previous lifetime. And so she did. And it was quite interesting because what what happened when she took me back before my uh, my birth was I could very clearly see a room was very bright and I was inside a glass um, box kind of thing. And I was looking around and I was thinking no judgments at all. I was thinking, oh, this is very nice and I'm out of here. I really believe I was a late-term abortion um, because there were no other, um, or, or, or I died right after birth, you know. Um, I was placed in one of those little glass things that they put babies in in the nursery, mm-hmm. and I was in a room by myself. I was not, there was no mother, there was no doctor, there was nobody else around, just me and, and very bright lights. And um, I thought, wow, that's interesting. And so then she took me back before that, and I could clearly see my aunts and uncles, on, you know, my dad's side of the family, and they were all standing around the bed looking at me laying in the bed, and they were whispering like I couldn't hear them. But I was. I was hearing everything they said. And there was information being passed um, between my aunts and uncles that I, that me, Jean, I was unaware of. And so I had one aunt that was still living, and she was living down south in a little uh, rural community south of Tallahassee, Florida. And I made a trip down there to go sit with Aunt Opal. And she was getting on an age at that point, but um, and I didn't tell her why I was asking these questions. I was just letting her tell me family stories. And sure enough, she confirmed what I had heard that I, I did not consciously know that, you know, about my grandfather and wow. about... We're going to have to leave a little bit of a cliffhanger here because it's time for another break. Gene and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net.
Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. 
Again, our guest this hour is author Jean Adreen. Her website, jeanadreen.com. Jean, do you see these, we were talking about ancestral blocks, and let, let's mm-hmm. finish with your story, that your aunt actually confirmed what you saw in the past life regression. How'd that look? Well, it was kind of um, earth-shattering for me, and it explained so much. I had a pretty um, controversial and testy relationship with my father, and uh, this explained so much of that uh, because uh, I, I'm, I was replaying out the relationship that my grandfather had with my dad where you know he wasn't really capable of showing love. So I spent all of the years that my father was alive trying to get my dad to tell me he loved me. <laughs> yeah, that's always a tough one, isn't it? Uh-huh. Now, you know, this is one thing that's always confused me about past life. Is the past life an actual life we've lived or one we access through our DNA that was lived by someone else? I think it's a little of both. I think it can be an actual life we lived, uh, but... It also, just like, you know, like we're talking about here, and I'll give you an example of the one that was lived by someone else. My um, great-great-grandmother on my mother's side of the family was a a Cherokee who died on the Trail of Tears. And um, her daughter, uh, well, she and her husband both died on the Trail of Tears, but her daughter survived. And at some point in time when they were going through Arkansas, um, they sent her, uh, they said, run, leave now, go, because we're going to die. There's a, there's light over in the distance. Go make those people take you in. Um, and because otherwise, if you stay with us, you're going to die. Mm. And um, she did. And she was raised as, you know, as a Caucasian. Um, they changed her name to Kitty Butler. I don't know what her Cherokee name was. Um, but uh, I found out about this, you know, many, many, many years later. Um uh, maybe only seven or eight years ago, actually. Um, and uh, my great-great-grandmother actually came to me um, and explained to me that the way I ended up in the North Georgia mountains, two hours north of Atlanta, was not an accident. Um, I, I was just drawn up here, and I knew I had to buy this log cabin, and eventually I moved up here full-time. But she told me that the um, the area behind my house, there's a, a bottom down there with a creek bed, and she said, that's where we were when the, um, when the soldiers came and took us mm. away. Mm. And, um, and she literally walked herself to death on the Trail of Tears. And I've been dealing for the past 10 years with um, issues with my right knee. Hmm. And I've come to realize that um, this pain that I've been dealing with in my knees um, really relates to when I walked myself to death on the trail of tears, because I've confirmed for myself that I'm the reincarnation of that great grandmother, great, great grandmother. So, so this being the case, we have a lot of history in our DNA. Yes, how ma'am. Can we, how can we hope to clear it enough to raise our frequency to participate in the new, new age? Well, you know, there are lots of different ways. Um, and I don't want to say that I've got the only answer that's the be all and the end all, but the process that I channeled and brought in that's called Innerspeak does just that. It goes to the place where you set up a block for yourself and it basically tells you where it came from, if it was an ancestor, if it was another lifetime, if it was you in this lifetime, or you know, there's there's thirty six different options there. It tells you exactly what happened. Tell, tells you what it did to you at the soul level, because that's where you connect into um, the other reality, if you will. And then it tells you what you need to do to clear it. So at the end of the, an Interspeak session, you've cleared that block. And for your listeners, if they go to my website, geneadrian.com, and they sign up for my newsletter, I've got an app that uh, I'll send them the link for that lets them use my inner speak cards online for free. And if they don't like my newsletter, they can opt out at any time. Let's talk about junk DNA. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. one of my favorite subjects. I've never seen nature waste, waste anything <laughs> or create something useless. So what's the real purpose behind this so mysterious junk DNA? Oh, well, you know, I, in my belief, God didn't make no junk. So <laughs> there you go. Um, what, what my guides told me some years ago was that at some point in the evolution of the human species, we had not two strands of DNA, but 144 strands of DNA. And that because we were loving beings, we helped another civilization from another reality to 
save themselves. They basically had rendered themselves sterile um, and they were dying and they traveled all around the galaxies looking for a solution. And they found planet earth, AKA the garden of Eden, if you will, uh, it's a species that has 144 strands of DNA. Well, that's plenty for us and plenty for them. <laughs> and how that exactly happened and played out, I don't know, but when they left, we only had the two strands of DNA that, you know, that we, we see and, you know, that, and, and all the rest was relatively called junk DNA. But what we didn't realize was that associated with every one of those aspects of DNA was a gift of consciousness. Mm. Where, so, where, does this where does this information come from? It comes from um, my guides. They call themselves the beings of light, the beings of one. And, um, and they're they're the ones that told me that, but I think they come from another galaxy. Specifically, do you think it's, there, I don't do you know. Think it's, do you think it's literal or metaphorical? The information. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a little of both, because the 144 strands of DNA. You could extrapolate that out the way you want to. Uh, it could be 12 strands in 12 dimensions. You know, um, it could be 144 strands in this dimension that science can't figure it out. But what they did was they they gave me they told me that it was my job if I chose to accept it, kind of like Tom Cruise, right. uh, that uh, I could draw 142 glyphs uh, that would hold the frequency of these latent strands of quote unquote junk DNA and that people could just put their attention and, and intention on recovering that energy that vibration and that frequency and reactivate themselves and so i did that you know and and that's that one of those decks of cards you talked about in the very beginning um so a little change of a subject here but what is personal power exactly personal power is what each of us has to be themselves to become the creator of their reality um, and to maintain the integrity of their own boundaries and their own light, if you will. Um, and, and each of us has it. And some of us, it takes a lot longer than others to actually realize what we have going on for ourselves, how powerful we are. It took me the better portion of 50 plus years to figure that out. Um, it's one of those things like once you see it, you can't not see it anymore if that makes sense. Um, and you do have that ability to be conscious um, and to make the choices that allow you to manifest what your heart desires. So personal power is related to manifestation. Until we access a personal power, we can't hope to consciously manifest? Um, you will, but you won't do it consistently. But it, it's it's more than manifestation. It um it enables you, your personal power enables you by virtue of maintaining the integrity of your boundaries. Um, it enables you to maintain health. How can we assure we're not overpowering others by misusing our personal power? You know, you can ask. <laughs> That's the, the easiest way is to always ask. If you're, if you're, you know, ask somebody like I would ask you, you know, uh, are you, am, am I invading your space? Am I too close to you here? Is, is, are you okay with what we're talking about? Or, you know, that kind of thing. You can always ask, do you want me? Do you need help? You know, before I go push my help onto them is another example. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking more, a little more on the more esoteric. In other words, you're moving your power into the world consciously or unconsciously, and that has effect on the people around you. How can you make sure that you're not um, bullying with it? You know, I really believe that if you go back to what we talked about in the beginning about staying in your truth, when you get really clear on your truth and your purpose and why you're here, if you do that and you do that in complete surrender to all that is, to creator, um, then you will never violate somebody else's boundaries. Yeah, you know, one of the things I do is I, you know, set my space or anything I'm anything I'm going to be doing ceremonially or just in life with a with a prayer that says to best serve all concerned. May I move this in a way? That, and that seems to kind of take care of it. It does, you know. It's, and it's amazing I'm, what happens too, what unfolds. I mean, every time I work with a client, I start it off, you know, by surrendering to spirit, and the last thing I say is, you know, Thy will, not my will, be done. Isn't that the truth? We've mm -hmm. got just a little bit of time left. What's the single most important? 
personal empowering thing an individual can do. Mm. Uh, love themselves. Wow. Why do you suppose that is? Because love is the highest vibrational frequency in the universe. And when we activate that vibration within ourself, you know, uh, you know, just all you have to do is ask your higher self to activate the vibration of self-love in your heart center. And it will do what you talked about with the toroidal um, energy. Uh, and it will put that out into the world. So if you're coming from that place of love, the odds of you doing something that's going to hurt or violate someone else is probably very, very slim. slim. Very slim, yeah. Jean, thank you so much for being on the Science of Magic and sharing your wisdom. Oh, my our, pleasure. Our guest this hour has been Jean Adrien, the creator of Innerspeak and the author of Realities of Creation, Power Tools, Reframe Your World Conscious Living in the New Reality, and Soul Adventures. Her website, jeanadrien.com. This has been the Science of Magic. For in-depth exploration of leading-edge topics, please always visit us on thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you consciously shift your perspective.